Hello, and welcome to the new Kamalaya Wellness for Life podcast season for the new year, 2022. I'm Karina Stewart, founder and chief wellness officer for Kamalaya Wellness Sanctuary and Holistic Spa on the island of Koh Samui in Thailand. And I'm looking forward to sharing and exploring together with you everything that we're preparing for you for this new coming year. We will be covering many new and exciting topics and exploring subjects in this new season as we meet people from all around the world with something to say and share with all of us. So please stay tuned and join us as we discover more about our lifelong journey to wellness and well-being. Our second season opens with a very talked about theme at the start of a new year as people are making new year resolutions and setting new goals. And many of us are actually considering big career changes in pursuit of more meaning and more purpose in our lives. So today I will be speaking with Liz Griffin, a social justice leadership coach and mentor, honorary professor and consultant to nonprofits. Liz spent 25 years as a leader working in social justice spaces in Africa, Asia, the Americas, and Europe in tough conditions, including emergencies and war. She worked for the UN, NGOs, and as an academic, rising to the level of full professor of international human rights law. Liz is an International Coaching Federation accredited professional certified coach with over 1,900 hours of coaching under her belt. Together, we will discuss what moves people to make big career changes and what are the steps that one needs to consider or take to achieve a successful career change. Without further ado, please let me invite Liz to join us for this beautiful conversation to help you and us navigate our deeper meaning and fulfilling our purpose in life. Welcome, Liz, and thank you so much for joining me today and joining us with our listeners. Thank you, Karina. It's an absolute honor to be talking to you today, sitting in the beautiful surroundings of Kamalaya. Oh, thank you. Well, we met here. Indeed. Um, and I'm thrilled that we had the opportunity in the early morning hours, <laughs> chanting and contemplating. Yeah. Um, and reflecting the beautiful time of day today. I want to start, I think, with um, basically maybe you telling us, is there anything you'd like to share about in terms of your backdrop that that I may have missed? It's so impressive already. But as, as, I, as I reflect, I think in particular, your life journey has been about environmental and social justice in one way or another. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, well, we're here to talk a little bit about career. Yeah whatever that is, mm-hmm. and life purpose. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so there's a theme that runs through everybody's life journey uh, and what they do, whether it's for money or not. And mine is all around uh, advocating for social justice. And more recently I've been become very involved in work around climate justice mm-hmm. because the planet is in trouble right now. We need all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so... so so what I want to offer is is that 
That's been the theme. Yes, yes. Just as a book has many chapters. Yes. And you may not, whilst you're halfway through the book, understand how chapter three connects to chapter 10. You get it by the end of the book, right? right? So there's been many chapters in my life that you've introduced beautifully, but there's that central theme, which is the yogis would call it dharma. Yes. What is my purpose and mission on this life? And, and, and what is my purpose and mission in this lifetime? And I'm super clear on that. It's to contribute to a better, fairer, more equal and just society and to prevent our planet um, hurtling towards catastrophe. Beautiful. Beautiful. And within that thing, within that life purpose, yeah. Um, you have had many changes. That's right. So while, while I'm really interested to to also explore, if we have time, how you came to be so clear, yeah. you know, uh, uh, that's a different uh, conversation. But right now, yeah. for today or for this moment, um, could you tell us a little bit about yeah. those different chapters and how, sure. you know, the pivotal moments that led from one chapter to another chapter in your life, while the theme, the core, the passion, the yeah. purpose remained constant. Yeah, what a great question. Thank you. Um, so, so the theme wasn't always clear. Mm. And I don't think it is when people are facing a uh, career change or they feel like something is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll give you an example. The first work I did, which I was way too young to be doing, I went to Bosnia Herzegovina during the war and I was involved in investigations of genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity. And then I followed that with a stint of work in, in Kosovo, mm. uh, doing similarly really battering work, and then Afghanistan. And, and so my first change, and I had no idea what the theme running through my purpose uh, and, and my work or career story was at that point, was after a really harrowing mission to Afghanistan in 2003, um, I, I, I was completely burnt out. My body, my mind, and my soul were destroyed. Um, and so I actually took some time off. A burnout is something that many of the people that are listening to this podcast may have been experienced in different walks of life. It happens in the corporate sector, happens in um, the medical profession, in many, many professions. There's an epidemic of burnout mm-hmm. right now. We've seen that in our guests. Yeah. In these times of yeah. So my first transition was really not, there was no choice. Mm. There really was no choice. Um, physically, I developed autoimmune issues. Um, I, I suffered from alopecia and I lost nearly all of my hair, mm. uh, which is actually a wonderful disease looking back because it doesn't hurt and it doesn't kill you. But it's a big sign. And many of you who are listening may have signs that are showing up in your body that something needs to change. Yes. For me, that was a big sign. You need to stop. Yes. Yes. And you need to rest. Mm. So I went to this wonderful country called Mexico. <laughs> My whole country. <laughs> yes. And I just rested. I went to I went to Tulum. And the shamans and the energy healers said, Oh my goodness. You're in breakdown. But I rested. I worked on myself. In fact, that's really the key 
pivotal moment in my own personal development story as well. And, and when I really started to say, okay, I need to be connected to the source every day and I need to look at after my well-being as a number one. And, and so that's really how I transitioned from working with nonprofit organizations and the United Nations to becoming an academic. Um, because really there was little choice. Um, and once I, it took me a year to get over the burnout and to really get back to any space in which I could bring anything into my life. Uh, and heal, heal the trauma that I'd seen and, and felt myself vicariously. Um, and, and, and yeah, then I was clear about some of the things I didn't want anymore or couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And one of them was to be in situations that were so extremely traumatic and difficult um, that, that they broke me. about them. Can't fathom the yeah. impact that those situations have of course for the people living those situations but even for the people trying to assist yeah uh in in some kind of resolution and some yeah. kind of support so i mean really thank you i think the thing that comes to my mind and pretty much anything after that seems a little trivial quite <laughs> frankly but to be helpful um in that year that you yeah. took that you were in in recovery really yeah um are there some things that you remember now that were particularly helpful yeah. or some insights that came? Um, and I'll, I'll share something of my own journey in, in a minute, but I, I'm, I'm curious if there was something now looking back, like this was particularly yeah. important for me to recognize or this practice particularly helpful yeah. that you could share for us right now? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um before I answer it, I think it's really important to, there'll be people out there who listen to my story and it, it's quite um, an unusual one and it's extreme Yes. Uh, because I was in some very, I was I saw things that most people maybe don't see in a lifetime. Absolutely. But I want to stress that burnout can happen to anyone yes. Yes. and that um, some of the things I'm going to say would apply equally to a stressed out banker or a nurse or a doctor or anybody else. I am. Mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just shared with you earlier before we went on online, so to yeah. speak, uh, on the record, um, my own journey uh, in 2003, same year uh, of having a burnout, a real yeah. burnout in the creation, ironically, of Kamalaya. Yeah. And uh, yes, it, it, it is not something that only people in extreme environments yeah. can experience. So yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I needed to heal my body, my mind, and my soul. Uh, so 2003, you were building Kamalaya, right? We weren't quite building it. We started, we broke ground in 2004, so it was a year before. I okay. just had a complete, complete burnout, adrenal collapse. I had to take, I was going to take one month off, it had turned into four months, and then it turned into longer. To recover. So, yes. Same year as me, Karina. Yeah. So Kamala didn't exist then. No, it didn't. So, so the things that helped me, I had to kind of seek yeah. out. Whereas this this place offers you all of those things in one place. Um, I worked with uh, shamanic healers, body workers. Um, I started to um, 
read Vedic texts and, and, and I wasn't really in a space where I could do asana, but I started to explore meditation and yoga. And it was also rest that I needed. Just, just rest. Cause I, I, we live in societies. I'm, I'm originally from the UK. Um, we live in societies where we're brought up to think that if we're not doing anything, then we're not worth anything and we're not achieving anything. And there's this constant busy, busy, go, go, go mindset. And actually, I just needed to slow down and say, it's okay to not doing anything. I'll say that again. It's okay to just rest. And really, if we think about careers, jobs, works, transitions of all kinds in life, the fundamental basis for that is our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. Without that, we can't we can't reach our maximum potential. Our maximum potential starts with that one thing that we were given to travel through in this life, and that is our body. And if that's not working well, transitions are not going to work out for us either. Um, was there a moment for you that was sort of a click of this is what I need to do? I'm, I'm going, I'm, what comes to my mind as you're saying this is I'm remembering something that I had actually put out of my mind, which is um, several years ago, maybe at 50, maybe right before 50, we're at 50. Yeah. I developed a health condition where I was hemorrhaging a lot. Oh my goodness. Um, and so I lost a lot, a lot of blood yeah. over a few months. And, and it was determined and assessed by medical doctors that I needed a surgery. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I had blood so much over the previous three to four months that they couldn't perform the surgery. Yeah. And they wanted to uh, give me a blood transfusion and I was really reluctant to do that for different reasons. And, and, and in fact, my close friend and, and doctor also said, look, I wouldn't die there. Why don't we just take some time to heal and build your blood, which is what I chose to do. Okay. And during that time, the metaphor that came to me was, I have given everything. I've even given my life blood. Wow. And I really, really, that just that theme kept coming back. And that was a turning point for me yeah. in my self-care. Yeah. Even though I had had the earlier burnout, yeah. I still didn't understand clearly the depth of the change that I needed to undergo. Yeah. Um, but when I had that this, this, this health condition where I did end up bleeding so much that I had not enough blood to have a surgery, I really realized, okay, you really, you're sacrificing yourself to the nth degree yeah. even your lifeblood is gone yeah. so that was a pivotal moment for me yeah. and everything since then has been a change in the right direction to prioritizing making sure that i'm taken care of yeah. enough yeah. Now, i don't have to reach perfection yeah. but enough that i have something to give but i was raised in a family and in a culture of a lot of healers yeah and and a very empathic um tendencies in in my own family and my maternal lineage and so that idea of putting yourself into the equation or putting yourself first even oh my gosh it was not something that i didn't even speak that language so but that was a pivotal moment right and uh was there something like that for you where you just realized you know i need to build me up i need to put myself in that because i also think this is a frequent theme for women 
Yeah. In the home. Yeah. Juggling home and career. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it yeah. all together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing it. It's so, so honestly and vulnerably from your heart and, and what a challenge. I feel like, again, it was exactly the same to me. The body was saying, if you don't stop, we're going to make that you stop. It's going to get worse from there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is exactly the same thing. Exactly the same as when I suffered this burnout yeah. in 2003. Okay. Yeah. It was burnout that stopped me. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's the bedrock. And so. And from there, you build back up. From there, you build back up. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So what, given this, you were forced to yeah. make the life change. Yeah. And in some ways, I was too in that. Regard. Yeah. But you, yours was very different. I stayed in the same, both yeah. in the same chapter. Yeah. Um, I just had to do it differently. Yeah. Yours led to a change yeah. in chapters. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps. Yes. Tell us a little bit how yeah. that came about. So, so that's an, a, a, maybe a more joyful story. Yes. I hope it's more joyful well, you know, for your readers. Yeah, no, it is, I'm sure. But I, I want to say, I had a teacher who, when he first said this to me, to a group of us, when I was in my late 20s, he said, um, pain is the greatest teacher. Pain mm. awakens was his thought. <laughs> I was so offended. Yeah. I was 28. Yeah. I thought I was inspired by by vision and yeah. by something wonderful and moving towards that. So I really protested it. And I had really, yeah. I just didn't resonate with that. Yeah. But over my life, I really have come to appreciate truth also yeah. of the fact that pain, illness, suffering sometimes is the great awakener that we need to promote the depth of change that sometimes yeah. is being asked for in our life. Well, it's this ease. Yes, yes. This ease. Yes. So, moving now into. Yeah. So, so yeah, moving into a, the second really big transition. And of course, along the way in the journey, um, my, my, my story and karma in this life has been to change countries so often. So, I, I was, I, I then was professor and I ended up teaching in Mexico, Costa Rica, um, the UK, and then South Africa. And finally, I landed in Northern India. And, and, and you became a professor in social justice. Yeah. Yeah. So my expert area is international human rights law and, and peace and conflict studies and resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so the next transition was from professor to coach, from employee to small business and that's oh, a big yeah. one yeah yeah so the theme stayed and the theme was all about how can i reach my maximum potential as a human being so you know being a professor carries status and and i was 45 when i made that transition from full-time professor to ah i'm going out on my own and and that can be scary when you're in a very well-established position that is recognized by society. Exactly. Why would you want to rock the boat? Exactly. So why did I rock the boat? I rocked the boat because life is short. Mm-hmm. And because even though I liked my job, mm-hmm. I loved teaching and I was always super passionate about mentorship. I knew I there was a next level for me. I knew that there was a way in which I could access my greatest potential and it wasn't within the confines of a university. Mm-hmm. There were certain specific 
challenges that I saw activists and nonprofit professionals were having, uh, and they were burnout, uh, vicarious trauma, but also a complete lack of leadership support. And so what I saw was I was training students to get out there in the world, and they were all experts, and they all had the knowledge and the tools, but they didn't have the support they needed to do really big change-making work. And so I spotted that niche, and, and, and I knew that this was my next transition and step. It wasn't easy. I'd never run a business before, just like yourself and John when you set up Kamalaya. I'd, I had no idea. Non-profit uh, for, for my whole life. Um, and actually, there's another part of the story, which is I got myself some coaching. Uh-huh. I got a coach, and this is what emerged. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the website, it may look as though it was, this was a simple journey. It certainly wasn't a simple journey. It was you, you try and test things out, and, and you see what works. But ultimately, um, part of my personal development journey and what I offer to others is about potential. It's about life purpose. It's about why are you here? What are you passionate about? And what would it look like if you weren't playing it small? Mm-hmm. And so I took a risk and I made the transition. And, and today I, I, I run a very successful coaching business. Um, I only serve clients really in the nonprofit sector who are doing big change making work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have space for, <laughs> for more yeah. clients. Right. You, you've, you've focused on what your yeah. meaning and purpose are about. Yeah. And you want to support those people yeah. who are also in that field yeah. as you needed that support yeah. um, those many years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, but, but what I want to say is making such change, it was scary. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, what are some of the biggest challenges? I mean, from going from professor, a secure job, you're teaching, you're yeah. passionate about what yeah. you're teaching, you're helping people. I mean, in many ways, it fulfills yeah. what you were yeah. already honing in on. Yeah. And to make that change from being employed and having a security, because there's something beautiful yeah. about, about that um, yeah. in this world that is so uncertain, to have certainty. To move then to be self-employed and having to take yeah. on the challenges of having your own business, what are some of the things that you found most challenging for you? And you would say with the people that you you coach and mentor, how would you? So, so the first one is feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the fear, the fear, the fear, the fear, of failure. The fear of failure, or the fear of uncertainty, the fear of uncertainty, the unknown, the unknown, yeah. all of those, and. Um, the fear of you know maybe not making a living along the way because when you give up employment to go it alone many many people who are listening will have have been through that journey Um, of course there are times when you're like is this going to work out how am I going to pay the bills and there's a period of building something up in which you're not earning so so fear the plan carefully which fear plan. is the biggest challenge. I think fear, fear was one of the biggest <laughs> challenges. Um, I think there's another thing that 
that I find when I work with clients on their career now is a huge one, which is who am I if I'm not this person? In my case, it was a professor. So that's a big identity. And there's a lot of ego attached to what I do in the outside world. And when you step away from that, you know, even, even a small thing like how do I introduce myself at a party? You go from, hi, I'm Professor Griffin. I teach international human rights law. Everyone gets that, right? And they're like, oh, that's, yes. wow. It's wow. prestigious. Yeah, it's <laughs> prestigious. It carries status to, hi, I'm Liz, and I'm just kind of figuring it out. <laughs> yes. And that's hugely challenging, yes. and it takes a lot. You have to be humble, and you have to to really go on a journey where you you get clear about who you are, your core essence, what your purpose and calling is in this life. And you then have to commit to that, make an action plan, and have unwavering faith that it will work out. Because you're no longer attached to any of those identities or reference points that society gives us that, that allow us to feel like we're a successful person in our career path. Does, does that make any sense, Karina? Absolutely. Well, yes, I, I think, I think that would be another of the big challenges is actually, uh, reaching that knowing that is an embodied knowing of who am I and what is my life yeah. about? Yeah. What is it that's going to give my life meaning? Yeah. What is, is the purpose that I feel passionate yeah. about for myself? Yeah. Finding that for some of us is easier, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, I, in, 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 uh, there's a resonance between what you're sharing and how I feel. I, somehow there has always been a common thread to everything yeah. I've done and, and it, and, and I feel like somehow I was able to keep yeah. connection to that deeper core. Yeah. But I know that that's not true for everybody. And certainly in the journey, there were periods in my 20s, I would say, where I felt less of that connection. It was a little bit murkier and yeah. it was a little more doubtful. Yeah. But I think that's another big yeah. challenge. And sometimes that's the place where we need support. Yeah, absolutely. That's the place where we need either really, really good friends yeah. or a professional coach or mentor. Yeah who really can help us, yeah. not just tactically, but uh, strategically, but yeah. soulful strategy. Yeah, soulful, soulful strategy. I love strategy. that. Um, so that we we don't just make tactical moves, but we actually really have the, 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 the support to look as deeply into ourselves yeah. of what's going to really yeah. be that core, especially if we're making these choices for life change and career change yeah. in our 40s, 50s. One of the questions that people ask, I'm so glad you shared at what age you had this yeah. this, this turn in your life, um, is, you know, is it ever too late to yeah. make this kind of career change or life change? What are your thoughts on that? Gosh, there's so much richness in everything you've just said. Of course, there's never an age. I mean, I'm sure there's a next and a next level for me. Right. Uh, the theme may remain the same, yes. but the way in which um, I embody and deliver what I was put on this earth to do um, will differ. I want to be crystal clear 
There were many times I felt lost in my journey. Many times I couldn't spot the theme. And so for anybody that's listening and is thinking that, oh, which way and how and what, and she's talking about a theme, I don't know what my theme is. My message is, it's time to reflect. Mm -hmm. As you say, we can get quite technical. You you call it the strategic plan or the steps. Mm That comes later. later. 100%. The first steps are to ask yourself some key questions, which go beyond what you do to earn money or to pursue, as I did, a certain impact on society or the planet, right? We need to ask ourselves a lot of deep soul-searching questions and engage in Mm self-reflection before we're able to go, okay, let's do strategic plan. And I see a lot of people perhaps missing that step yeah. and saying, okay, I don't, I, I don't like being here, so, so let me come up with a plan to be here without actually exploring, like, well, what, what isn't working for me where I am? What do I love? What am I passionate about? What are my core values? What do I deeply care about? Yeah. Values is important yes, yes. because all of our decisions are based upon values mm-hmm. and all of us have different important values in our lives getting clear about your core values what you care about why you care about it and what you want to do with that stuff is is really very very fundamental to any process of career change so so you know of course i would say looking out of the window beautiful beautiful place that you've created but but you know throw the strategic plan away and invest in yourself and do the deep work to work out what you really care about who you are what you're good at what you're passionate about what the world needs the ikigai which is the japanese model of happiness three beautiful circles wonderful food for self-reflection it asks you to get clear about what you're good at what the world needs and what you can earn money doing. And when those three circles intersect in the middle, that's your ikigai. And that's what takes Japanese who found their ikigai to never want to retire. Because what is retirement? Why would we ever retire if we're operating in our zone of genius, fulfilling our full potential in the service of others why would we ever want to stop that? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I really am in resonance and in agreement with what you were um, sharing with us about that. The question that is coming right now for me is, do you think that what we have all lived in these last two years these unprecedented times of uncertainty and change have been that most unwelcome messenger for us to question and yet welcome because it can take us to a deeper level of self-reflection of what really matters in our lives. And, you know, a very, very dear beloved friend, a very special man um, who recently passed away when he was given his terminal diagnosis, he said the first question that came to him was, what matters most to me 
now. Yeah. Because everything became our focus. And do you feel that what we've just gone through? Because that statement, since I heard it from him, has just remained as a daily meditation. What matters most to me now? And perhaps these last two years have allowed or catalyzed people to ask themselves the deeper questions. And it's become propitious for life change and career change because of it. Like one of the good things we can say maybe is coming out of these last two years. What are your thoughts? Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, as a planet, we've all gone through and still going through um, a a very challenging period of collective trauma. And it's realigning us all, right? And it, it is asking us all to examine exactly that question. What do we really care about? What really matters to us now? And whatever that is, we need to act upon it. Life is short. I see too many people who think about career in terms of step number one, what do I want? And then how do I get it? We need to flip that whole story. The how do I get it needs to be before the what do I want? Because the how do I get it is all about what do I really care about right now? And how do I weave that into what I do in the outside world for work or career? Does any of that Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I I feel I want to go back to that question of what matters most to me now. Yeah. Um, But he also used to say, um, make every moment count from that moment. It it was a teaching he had. These things were already a part of him and he was sharing it. And I think it's so relevant to right now, right? It's like everything that you said, how do we examine our lives in the light of this collective trauma? It's an opportunity to say what really matters to me yeah. if I if 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 I only have X amount of time. We don't need to get that diagnosis. We've kind of been given diagnosis. <laughs> uh, the, these last two years of uncertainty have prompted that possibility. So I really, that's why I was so excited to talk to you yeah. today. Um, I feel that that's a really good starting point. Yeah. And some of us, myself, yourself, we are doing yeah. what we feel called to do. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I feel it's interesting as you're speaking, it's making me, um, reminding me of Kamalaya's core, one of the core pieces of our vision, which is um, changing the world one person at a time. Yeah. You are doing that. Yeah. We're doing that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people really can connect with that. Yeah. One person at a time begins with us. It does. And then it extends from yeah. there. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm really... Uh, stimulated by things you're saying. Like I have all these windows open up and then by the time you're finished, I have too many open windows. I know, no, no, me too. I mean, there's just so much richness yeah. in, in what you've just said. I think um, sometimes yeah. life presents us um, yeah. the opportunity to through like a really strong shock awakening. Yeah. Right, like Thunder awakening. That's what my, one of my Taoist teachers used to um, talk about that. Sometimes we learn through shock. Yeah. And I think uh, 
the COVID pandemic has been one of those shock yeah. awakening uh, moments in human history that uh, has provided us the opportunity to reflect and to make changes. Yeah. Um, a terminal diagnosis, we know also can have that kind of impact and does have that kind of impact. Yeah. Um, and another one is climate change yeah. and what's actually happening right now yeah. in the environment. And, and, and there's a strong shock awakening with the reality of what's happening. So yeah. these are moments, these are windows that we're being given the opportunity to reflect and to find what is our place, what is where do we want to be vis-a-vis these things? How yeah. do we engage them? How do we work with them? What is our contribution going to be? Um, but mainly, from 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 my background, the stimulus is there, and then each of us has to really reckon and wrestle yeah. internally. Yeah. What does this mean to me, and how do I want to work yeah. with it, and what matters most to me now? Yeah. And and. As long as that process of deep reflection and contemplation happen, we are each called in in different directions of how yeah. to bring forward what matters most to us yeah. Yeah. and how to make meaning out of situations that are incomprehensible, quite frankly. Yeah. It's, it's almost too much. Yeah. Uh, I remember that I felt like I was in a dream that I couldn't wake up from when COVID began, because I actually had to travel in March 2020, three times across the ocean, from Thailand to the U.S., from the U.S. to Thailand, and then Thailand back to the U.S., three times in March when the pandemic was just exploding, and the airports were stark and empty in Hong Kong and Japan. It was really shocking. I felt like I landed on the planet. That kind of shock really awakens. Yeah. Um, we all have experienced yeah. these shocks. You certainly have with what you've lived. Yeah. So the opportunity is that as humans, how do we engage these situations in such a way that we turn them into something affirmative of life, positive, enhancing change? And as a mentor of mine says, evolution, not revolution. Yeah. Evolution means we integrate and bring with us our history, our past, all the learnings and the toolbox from our life journey, but we bring it together and put it together in a different way, in a new way, um, according to the circumstances. Revolution is breaking from the past, destroying what has been. Um, You didn't do that. You brought all your skills set forward when you made your career changes. I've done that in my life, bringing all that I learned from traditional Chinese medicine and yoga Mm -hmm. instruction and pranayama instruction, but I'm not a private instructor. I put it all to use at Kamalaya to create Kamalaya. So evolution. I'm really yeah. supportive of evolution. Yeah. So when we think about career change and evolution, maybe I'll bring us back to this metaphor of a book and chapters and evolution and this idea that we may not see it at this very moment. Why did I do that? Why am I going to do that? Oh my goodness, have I wasted all my time working in this? And now I suddenly find out after I've reflected on what my core values are, what I really care about, that I'm going to do this. Have faith 
and trust in your process and your journey and that the theme and your purpose, both in terms of what makes you feel fulfilled, but also what contributes to the greater good of those around you and those in our wider community on this earth and the planet too, it will reveal itself eventually. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that. I really love that and I resonate with that. It's not either for me that every step of the way I would have the clarity. <laughs> so that would have been amazing and I would have welcomed that, but that was not the journey. Yeah. But in retrospect, yeah. exactly as you just described it, I can look back and go, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. It, these were all notes yeah. that in the moment I didn't know what the melody was yeah. going to be. Yeah. But as I look back, I still don't know the ending of this song, mm -hmm. but I do know that I am singing the song of my soul and the different notes have come together in a melody that I am enjoying whether anyone else does or not is secondary but I certainly am and um, and we each have to really must yeah. in this time that we have which yeah. is so fleeting on the planet yeah sing the song of our soul I love that let's all sing the songs of our soul and it reminds me of our chanting every morning. Yes. If you don't know what the song of your soul is, sing anyway. Sing anyway. Get up and sing. Get up and enjoy each and every precious moment. Stay in the present. Sure, make, make plans, make changes. Think about your future. But be here right now and just sing until you find what is that song of your soul and then you'll sing even louder. Beautiful. I love that. We could almost finish right there. We could. <laughs> but we're not quite there yet. <laughs> okay. I still have a few more questions. Good. I want to say one thing when, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you know what you're going to sing or not, just sing anyway. Uh, I had a Dallas teacher who said, no action, no creation. So even if we don't know, still take the steps, still take some action. Yeah. Um, that really served me well in my 20s, yeah. which was the time when I was least clear. It was after Princeton, yeah. before discovering yeah. that traditional Chinese medicine was yeah. my path. Um, and that was very, very helpful for for anyone that yeah. to, who might find that meaningful. I wanted to ask you, in in your experience yes. of working you know, with the people that you work with, that what do you think usually motivates people to make career changes? What have you found that to be? Is there a theme? People make changes for all different reasons. I mean, I've seen people who've gone from a corporate environment and have realized that actually I, I got it wrong because I was like putting the what do I want before the how do I do it and they wanted to flip it around and say okay how do I do it that actually means what do I love what am I passionate about I haven't been doing that so people who really found that they ended up in soulless jobs that are only really for the pursuit of wealth and money I've seen a lot of people like that um there's shifting values 
kids uh, as we get older, mm-hmm. right? So, so family becomes more important, children becoming more important. And so we may want to transition from a career that takes us all over the planet to something which is more local. Um, I, I, I work with my clients on identification of what I call the push factors and the pull factors. So the push factors are, why do I want to get out of where I'm at, right? And, and everybody who's thinking about career transition should write all of those down yes. and get clear about them yes. and kind of have that list ready when you're looking at other options because yes. you may jump from the frying pan to the fire if you're not clear. So get clear about those things that are push factors. Yes. That you want to push away, that you don't want more Yeah. Of. And get clear about the things. So, so one of the things I ask clients to do as well is to do a skills inventory. Like make a list and get granular, very detailed. What are you good at? And then not only what are you good at, but what do you like doing? So, so many of us were really good, especially when you get into your 40s and 50s. You can be really good at something because you did it all your life. It doesn't mean you actually like doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so there's, there's some push factors and then there's the things that you ultimately as a human being can offer. Mm-hmm. And, and when you look at your skills and what you've got, you may be wanting to identify skills that you maybe don't have and would like to learn. Mm-hmm. Maybe that calls you to do a bit more studying. Maybe that calls you to, I don't know, evolve your skills in a different way by volunteering Mm. or by trying something completely new Mm. and then i look at the push factors after we've looked at push factors and skills and passions because passions is super important right we have to follow Mm -hmm. what what we are most passionate about like back to what we said, what what do you care about the most right now? Then we can look at pull factors. Like what draws you Mm -hmm. towards a new type of career or a new way of doing what you you know? Um, And get clear about that as well. And get clear about how much of that fits with the life you want to lead. And I mean everything from who you want to live with, where you want to live, how much you want to work. Like it's super important to kind of look at things like, and I do this with my clients. Well, do you want to work four four days a week? Do you want to work seven days a week? How many hours do you want to work? Do you want to be in an office? Do you want to be outside? Do you, you know all of these things are really important, and they're also fundamental to our well being. So, so there's so many reflective questions that you can look at. Now, what I've started to do actually is describe how I structure a career coaching process. Mm. So, you were talking earlier about help. Yes, yes, we all need help along the way. Yes. Goodness knows I've needed help, yes. and I know I, you guys have helped me tremendously yes. over the last three weeks. I worked so hard last year, and this rest and recuperation, the wonderful therapist environment, has helped me greatly. Seek out help. Um, what we've been talking about today is the fundamental basis of any transition, whether it's career, relationship. Uh, country, whatever it is, is your well-being and understanding your essence, who you are and what you care about the most. From that, usually things flow. Mm-hmm. And that base is all about tending for your own needs and making sure you're operating as best as you can. Mm-hmm. From that basis, 
you could look at getting a career coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I love coaching. Uh, it, it's such a joy to sit there and explore with people and unpack uh, and, and delve into these questions really deeply and, and take people through a structured professional process of self-reflection. Um, and then there's also, you know, spiritual help, mm-hmm. right? The, the when we don't know what our theme is or we don't know what our song is, they just sing anyway. When we show up at church, in the temple, or in the wilderness, whatever our beliefs are, we all need support in our spiritual paths in order for us to evolve. So, so you know, ideally you get many, many helpers at different times in your life um, on the road to singing that song of your soul. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. I'm, I really believe this is such a powerful necessity yeah. to find someone to help through that yeah. transition. Yeah, I think it's much more difficult to attempt it yeah. uh, midlife on your own. Yeah, you know, there's so many yeah. variables to consider. Yeah. The deep soul level, and then the more realistic also: is this the yeah. right time? Do I jump yeah. or do I? take one step at a time into the deep end of the yeah. pool, you know, yeah. what, what, what are the best approaches? So I love yeah. it. And I love that um, people can seek career mentoring, career coaching. Yeah. Um, I also know that here at Kamalaya, we offer the Embracing Change yeah. program uh, so that people can come and work with our life enhancement yeah. mentors yeah. and uh, and really have the space and time mm-hmm. to be fully supported in every way. Yeah. Meals, therapies, treatments, and then be guided by yeah. someone through the process yeah. of what matters most to yeah. me. Yeah. And what is my inner world like yeah. to understand oneself better in order to make better decisions. Yeah. Whether it's understanding oneself in terms of mental habits, emotional yeah. patterns, etc. So I, 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 I love that. I wish in 2003 <laughs> that Kamalaya had been open and I could have come uh, myself at that time. Me too. It probably would have actually saved my life. Look, so, so Embracing Change program is a fantastic place to start. Getting a mentor, uh, help you with the push-pull factors, skills, what the world needs, ikigai, all of that stuff. But then there's also a very important part that maybe we haven't touched upon yet, which is the emotional side mm. of change, which I know you address in the Embracing yes. Change program. And and that's around the fears. You asked me what was mm. the most challenging thing for me. It was an emotion. Mm. Exactly. Fear. The other emotions that pop up for people are self-doubt. Yes. Uh, lack of self-confidence, etc. So, so working with a professional coach yes. or a mentor yes. can really help to take this all to the next level. Yes, and and to help us, you know, we all need someone on our team. Hmm. No question. No, I'm a I'm a firm supporter of whether it's coaching, a therapist, a counselor, a mentor, all yeah. of these different things. Yeah. But I think for career change, someone who is focused. And specialize yeah. and help take it absolutely along the way. I think there's maybe one thing I would like to say, which is regarding trauma. Okay. Um, for those who are considering career change, um, life change, and it's not initiated by trauma. Yes. I think the journey 
is a little bit easier. Sure. A little bit. Maybe a lot of it. <laughs> um, I don't want to understate it, but it yeah. is different than when trauma of one sort or another is the yeah. catalyst yeah. for the career change. So I just want to encourage um, people who maybe are aware that they have gone into trauma or have experienced trauma and are making life changes and career changes based on trauma that it is really important to address the trauma, the impact on the vagus nerve, the impact on the adrenal glands, the impact on the immune system. There is a whole, you know, neurophysiology, um, psychoneuroimmunology factor to trauma. Yeah. And Kamalaya really offers a lot in yeah. this regard. I don't usually bring Kamalaya when I'm having these discussions, but I, I, I made a little note to myself about trauma because it really, really is important to address it yeah. when we're going through career changes and yeah. or big life changes. Pranayama. Breathing practices is one of the most powerful tools. There are a lot of apps available uh, now that are helpful in in breathing practices that can be used for people who can't travel and can't work with someone. Um, some yoga instructors are uh, now offering trauma yoga. So yoga practices that are particularly helpful to um, rebalance the endocrine system and you know, uh, help heal the vagus nerve. And uh, so I just wanted to address that because it's a separate thing altogether, really, for anyone considering a career change. Yeah. There's a whole nother piece there that makes it more complex and perhaps more challenging. I'm so glad you raised that. I would add to that, this is like that baseline if you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yes. We're, we're, we're tending to the bottom of the triangle and what we're trying to achieve is getting to maximizing right. full potential, self-actualizing That's people right. at the top. That's right. And, and unless we, if we have trauma yeah. that we've experienced and it is not processed, we're at the base of the triangle Absolutely. and we need to attend to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would, I would say that Anybody who is thinking of a career change, and that was also like I did. I would. Anybody who is listening to this and feels that they are struggling with issues of trauma, my message is get that we have to prioritize how we move forward and evolve. And sometimes we have to prioritize clearing issues in the past before we can move forwards and of course that brings me to therapy because that's really what a therapeutic uh, process would give to us most of my clients have therapy or have had therapy and coaching um, therapy is a beautiful beautiful process when you find the right therapist for you and the right type of therapy for you and it is fundamental if you find yourself in a moment where there's something that's happened in the past that is blocking you from moving forwards. So now I'm getting a little bit into the difference between co coaching and therapy. Maybe that's useful for your listeners. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. so, so they're so, quite different. Yeah, they're quite different and, and, and very crudely. Mm -hmm. Therapy looks at what has happened in the past, where we need to process that fully. 
in order to move forwards. Coaching is a forward-looking process based on principles of positive psychology. And we take, it's not that we, we disclude discussing the past, but we're, we're forward-looking. We're saying, okay, we accept you in all your greatness, your funkiness, your whatever it is, we accept it. What are we going to do with all that stuff? And how are we going to do it? But my experience is sometimes I work with a client and even halfway through a coaching process, we hit a barrier mm -hmm. where we realize, okay, the fear of career transition, for example, is rooted in what your parents said to you, in some traumatic incident in the past. And if you don't clear that in the therapy process first, it's going to be very hard to move forwards. So, so the message is step by step. Mm -hmm. Everything in 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 divine timing. Yes, thank you. I, I, I value that because I think it is important for people to yeah. understand that there is a difference. Yeah, um, and I think trauma necessitates uh, more of the therapeutic, uh, along with coaching. They work well hand in hand, but they're quite distinct. So wonderful, absolutely. First of all, thank you. Thank you very, very much, Liz. This was, uh, I feel like I learned and gained a lot of insight and it also stimulated a lot of my own thoughts um, on this subject. And uh, I hope those of you listening feel the same and that you have gleaned some pearls that uh, you can wear around your necklace, <laughs> your unique, special necklace. Um, for more information about Liz, uh, you can visit her on her website, Liz-Griffin2Fs.com and Liz with a Z. So also, if you're going through any big life changes, our Embracing Change program at Kamalaya might be worth consideration. And we're very experienced to help you cope with life changes of all kinds. Those that come uh, willingly, those that come as life presents itself, and those that we wish didn't come but are part of life's journey. Before we sign off today, I would like to remind you that our content is made to enhance your life and well-being. So if there is anything you would like us to add or to feature certain topics for the future, or if you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. And thank you very much.